Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Meet the Holy Spirit, Part 3. I don't know when we are going to end this conversation. If it were left up to me, I would have been done by now. But I have this strong sense that the Holy Spirit is not in a hurry for us to move on. He really wants us to learn about Him, to know Him, so that we can live in knowledge of the One who lives inside of us. So let me start with one more evidence of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? The Apostle Peter wrote a letter to God's elect, God's people who are scattered everywhere. This is what he says at the front end of the letter. Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. 1 Peter 1 and verse 2. What a clear picture. There is the Father, there is the Spirit, and there is the Son Jesus. Wow! <laughs> That's what I say too. And so we are continuing to learn about God, the Holy Spirit. In our last segment, we ended on a sober note, and I want to pick up where we left off. We're told that we must not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not let the teacher be disappointed in you. Holy Spirit has feelings, man. He gets disappointed when we make mistakes, mistakes that could have been avoided because he has gone over the lesson many times before. But guess what? We're going over it again. Let us camp out at Galatians 5, where we see a strong discussion about Holy Spirit and the opposition to what the Holy Spirit represents, the flesh. Remember that he, the Holy Spirit, is coaching us for us not to go around grieving him, the Holy Spirit. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Galatians 5 verses 16 through 18. In order not to grieve the Holy Spirit, we should live our lives the way he instructs us to. Remember Jesus said of him that when he comes, he will teach us all things and bring all things to our remembrance. So if he teaches, then we should know, right? And what he teaches is to prepare us to not become victim of the flesh, the opposing force in our lives, the former you before you were saved or born again. You thought the former you, the one that used to enjoy sin, you thought he had left. Wrong. He is an agent of Satan, the one that is in the world. 1 John 4 and verse 4. And so flesh and Satan are on the same team. The team that is mandated to bring you down, to get you to constantly grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay, so are you ready now to learn how the flesh guy works deviously in your life? The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, 
impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Galatians 5 verses 19 through 21. Do not pretend that you already passed this class. The Holy Spirit wants you to get to not grieve him. When we do the things of the flesh, we are grieving him over and over again. So the acts of the flesh, is there anything in it that sounds familiar? <laughs> Stop being funny. I heard when you said a lot of things sound familiar. But seriously, we know what they are because we used to do them in one form or another. These acts of the flesh, they don't die, my friends. They don't go away when the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. From time to time, they pop up their ugly heads. And the thing about the acts of the flesh is that they bring pleasure temporarily. You can go over them at your own leisure. The Holy Spirit says that if we go back to living like this, we cannot inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, we cannot experience what we see in Romans 14 and verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, natural gratification, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Take a minute and let that sink in. So here is the big question. I know that when I practice the acts of the flesh, which I'm ashamed to admit, so if I start to live by the way the Holy Spirit teaches me, how do I avoid grieving him? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. You are walking in the Spirit, right? Well, if you are walking in the Spirit, here is the evidence. If you have an orange tree in your backyard, what is the evidence that this is an orange tree? Yes, the leaves, mm-hmm. But the main evidence is that the tree bears oranges, lots of oranges. Now catch this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Galatians 5 verses 22 to 26. There you have it. We are meeting the Holy Spirit, aren't we? We are learning the Holy Spirit. He is teaching us about himself so that we don't go around grieving him and we certainly do not go around quenching the Holy Spirit. That is rebellious. How so? When you know what he has taught you and you try to shut him up or you walk out of the session with him, you are definitely quenching the Holy Spirit. That is not nice. So we're not going to grieve him and we are most definitely not going to quench the Holy Spirit.